Welcome, I'm Julie Daly, and this is Awakening Arrows, the podcast that is an invitation to deep creativity. Together, we'll expand our understanding of Eros and explore the power of life, desire, and joyous expression. Come, join me. Hi, this is Julie. Welcome back to Awakening Eros. Today I want to talk a little bit about Eros as a source of wisdom and knowing and power and uh, tell a little story about my life and um, how hard it's been for me to let go of this overactive mind that needs to know everything, needs to figure everything out, needs to understand everything, even though it's clear I can't. And Jung once wrote something that I think was really important. God himself cannot flourish if man's soul is starved. The feminine psyche responds to this hunger, for it is the function of Eros to unite what Logos has sundered. And, you know, God can mean whatever it means to you. Um, For me, that's love. It's an all-pervasive love in the world. But what's more important about this statement is um, the function of eros to unite what logos has torn apart, has severed. And so we live in a world right now that is so heavily um, thought-based, thinking-based, story-based, idea-based, so much so that we really get away from the actual felt experience and sense of what life what life really is and eros is this deep deep feeling this deep source of of non-rational knowledge and power um that's how audrey lord the poet and author spoke of it And she wrote, there are many kinds of power, used and unused, acknowledged or otherwise. The erotic is a resource within each of us that lies in a deeply female and spiritual plane, firmly rooted in the power of our unexpressed or unrecognized feeling. In order to perpetuate itself, every oppression must corrupt or distort those various sources of power within the culture of the oppressed that can provide energy for change. For women, this is meant a suppression of the erotic as a considered source of power and information within our lives. And right now, we are in a time that is indeed calling for change. Change on a very large level. I live in the United States, and we are facing um, a division that I I myself have never experienced in our country. I think many Americans have. Uh, As a white woman, I'm becoming more aware of something that I I wish I'd been aware of sooner. Yet, um, we have to change. We will not, we cannot sustain this. And we are coming to a head with it. And to me, that's why um, this awakening of Eros is so important because it's an instinctive 
instinctive nature within us. Many write about it being um, of the feminine plane, as Audre Lorde has. Some write about it being uh, Eros is the feminine principle, which is in all of life. So I'm not going to go too far down that path, but what I do know is that Eros is this deep feeling nature that is tied to our instincts and tied to the, our animal nature just as much as it's tied to our spirit. Jung wrote, Eros is a questionable fellow and will always remain so. He belongs on one side to man's primordial animal nature, which will endure as long as man has an animal body. On the other side, he is related to the highest forms of the spirit, but he thrives only when spirit and instinct are in right harmony. And I think Jung uses fellow and he here because Eros is, um, is that um, god, the god Eros, the Greek word, uh, um, born of chaos and personifying creative power and harmony. And so this idea that um, he belongs on one side to man's primordial animal nature, and I would say woman's primordial animal nature, and woman's highest forms of the spirit. And to me, this is soul, where the body, where the human merges with spirit, where the spirit comes all the way into the flesh of the body and the marrow of the bones. This is soul. To be human is to be soul. To be soul is to be human. And because we live in, especially the Western culture, a culture that is so heavily logos-based, we are way out of balance. I mean, life has given us every, everything we need to evolve and be um, more conscious and healthier and happier as we move along. But when we cut out half of our capabilities and half of the um, aspects of our being, which would be the feminine principle, then we grow way out of balance. And so this idea of Eros is really an idea about power, what is true power. We see so much power over, you know, power over another, power to dominate and control, which in effect really kills life. But there's power from within. Power from within is Eros. And power with is when we each live our power from within as a generative, life-affirming force that encourages every other human being to live that power from within. That is Eros. That is love. It's this form of love that is deeply nurturing and deeply um, supportive of, the, of life itself. You know, when I was young, again, I learned to really trust in excuse me, my intellect. I learned to love math, which, which was great. Math's a good thing to love. And I learned to not trust 
the things that were not quantifiable. I learned to distrust um, my abilities to express myself because I couldn't tell for sure whether they were right or wrong. And that to me really points to a lived experience of coming to distrust the power which rises from our deepest and non-rational knowledge, as Audre Lorde wrote it. And, you know, as girls and young women, we're warned against this power. It's a powerful force. And then it's shuttled into this idea of simply being about erotica or sexuality. And that is an aspect of it, but that's not the whole story. And so what I want to finish out this episode with is this journey back to soul, the journey back to the body, the journey back to spirit. And spirit that is in the body, not up and out of the body. In my experience in this journey, and and as you listen, I invite you to really listen in for your experience or the places where you are questioning or don't know or the things you might know that I haven't experienced because one of the ways we learn is by sharing our own personal experiences um, around things like arrows, especially that aren't quantifiable, right? There's no... There's no way to quantify this or, or mark for sure that a woman's experience is right. All we can know is that we give awareness to what is going on within our own inner world, to what's happening within our bodies, and to following the deeper desire of what is awakening. And for me, that deeper desire was awaken, to awaken into this um, aspect of the erotic in my life and this deep feeling nature because I've always been very deep feeling but I've also was when I was young was taught to distrust that it was too much it was way too much and so one of the aspects of my journey has been really about learning to trust the dark again I mean the feminine is darkness those are the aspects, you know, from a Chinese perspective, yin-yang um, way of looking at things. There's light and dark. There's dry and moist. There's, um, there's dark and light. So there's these, these um, polarities that both have to exist together. And yet, uh, because the feminine principle has been really denigrated, most of the aspects of the feminine are looked down upon and seen as weak. So for me, this whole going into the dark became frightening. What would I find? What would I discover? What would it feel like to lose control? Because so much of the power over is about control. And I learned that's what my whole fear of... um, non-quantifiable things was, is I wanted control. And so this idea of losing control, well, if I'm losing control, what am I losing control into? If I'm losing control, but I'm still here once I've let go of it, what is now holding me? And what I've discovered is holding me is the darkness. 
is the well of creation, is this deep feeling nature. It's the, the dark, moist, gorgeous, beautiful recesses of my body. It's the marrow in my bones that I can just beginning to feel now. It's the dark depth of the earth as she holds us. So can we learn to trust this powerful, powerful feeling force? Audre Lorde writes again, It is a short step from there to the false belief that only by the suppression of the erotic within our lives and consciousness can women be truly strong. Meaning, right, that um, if we suppress the erotic, then we're going to be strong. Because in a, in a male-centered culture, that would be, um, especially one that has denigrated the feminine, that would be what is shown to us to be the way to go. But that strength is illusory for it is fashioned within the context of male models of power. Male models of power. So that doesn't mean that this form of power I'm speaking about doesn't exist within men. But there are models of power that have been shown to us in the male world where, male, where men have the power. So there's one more passage here I want to read. The erotic is not a question only of what we do. It is a question of how acutely and fully we can feel in the doing. The aim of each thing we do is to make our lives and the lives of our children richer and more possible. Within the celebration of the erotic in all our endeavors, my work becomes a conscious decision, a longed-for bed which I enter gratefully and from which I rise up empowered. So in, this, in these times, as um, things are getting very volatile, what, one thing I've seen is that we have to also place our focus on what we're creating. We can't just simply fight against. There are definitely things we need to fight for justice on, and the and um, eros is this aspect of love that is about justice, is about nurturance, is about taking care of life. It's love that is the impulse to live for life itself. And the more we awaken it within ourselves, the more we feel that impulse within us to move toward that which will support life itself, especially the life that is less capable of taking care of itself, like children and the elderly and the planet right now. So that is an aspect of Eros, but in addition, Eros is our creativity. It's the impulse, the desire to create and so at the same time, we have to give some energy to what is it we what is it that is longing to be born through us? If each of us has a part in this new creation of the new world, what is our part in it? 
And how do we do that, not straight out of our intellects, but from the deeper impulse of the non-rational within us? The deeper impulse which guides us in a direction so that we can then use our intellects during parts of our creative process. But it doesn't run the show. Okay, well, I think that's enough for today. I, um, I hope this has been um, insightful for you. I'd love to know more about your experience after you've listened to this, um, your own life experience. So um, leave me a comment uh, on the SoundCloud page or anywhere where this is posted. I'd love to see that. And I hope you take good care, and I'll be back later for Episode 4. Until next time, this is Julie Daly on Awakening Arrows. Mm-hmm.